scripture in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. And this is what the word of God said. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That was Paul, who was addressing believers in the calling. It was written at a time when serving God was not fashionable. During the times of Paul, actually being a Christian was something that could have made you be healed. We all know that Paul lost his life because he stood to defend his faith. And he was encouraging the church those days. And he was telling them, at a time when serving God may not look fashionable, at a time when your colleagues and your friends may not be so much persuaded about things of God, he wrote to them telling them, my dear brothers and sisters, give yourself fully to the service of the Lord or to the work of the Lord because your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And that is why we are here today, especially to encourage those of us who have given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, who are Christians, who are born again. Actually, the message today is likely to encourage you and to tell you that God knows that you have made a decision to love Him and to serve Him. Don't get tired doing it. Don't feel as if it is taking too long before you get a reward for what you are doing. Paul reminded the Corinthians that their labor in the Lord was not in vain. We all know that the first goal that Jesus had in calling the disciples was to make them fishers of men. Do you remember when he called Peter and he found uh, John and James fishing? What did he tell them? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So when God calls, he calls for service. God does not call us to come and sit down and enjoy the kingdom of God. No. Every one of us who is born again, I thank God because I serve God eh, uh, as a vice chairman of the shield in a high school. And today I can still account for the people that we serve God together with. And let me tell you, God has taken care of them. I'm in touch with our chairman, the one who used to be our chairman, I'm in touch with the treasurer. And let me tell you that I have a testimony that God has taken care of those of us who serve Him. I served God in the university. And I will never forget my last day of service. We met with the chairman, the board chairman, and he was telling us how now he is handing over the mantle. I remember in the university when we were now to hand over the mantle of leadership. I went to a building that is called Taima Hall. Maybe some of you that have been in our building. And I narrowed it down at 4 a.m. I remember we had a meeting that went all the way to 4 a.m. And I narrowed down and I told God, God, if there is nothing that will ever make you remember me, remember how I have served you faithfully in the university. And let me tell you, it is quite a number of years since then, but I can stand before you, students of Narukoro Boys, to tell you, 
God has been faithful. You can never serve God except for in vain. It is not in vain that you serve God. So, we all know that it is not possible for us to become fishers of men unless God makes us. And that is why Jesus said, I will make you. So, you might discount yourself and say, how am I going to serve God when my personality, I am a fearful pastor, I am not able to do this, I don't know the Bible that much. But let me tell you that it is, you don't serve God with your own ability. You don't serve God with your own power. It is Jesus who makes us. In other words, God is responsible to making us servants. You don't have to worry that you don't have the traits or you don't have the, the, the qualities of a leader who can serve. The moment you release yourself to God, God makes you. And let me tell you that almost everybody that God called to serve him, gave God a reason why they cannot. Do you remember Moses? What did he tell God? God look for someone else. You know I am not an excellent speaker. What about Jeremiah? Oh God look for someone else. I am just a you. A you that really are. But let me tell you that we don't make ourselves. It is God who makes us. It is God who uses us to serve us. It is God who makes us. So that is point number one that I want you to know. That you can never serve God with your own ability. It is God who gives us the power and the ability to serve. So the scripture says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good work that God prepared in advance for us to do. Do you know what that means? You are not an accident. When you were born, God was not in a kind of crisis. Where has this one come from? No. The scripture says that you are God's workmanship. It is God who created you. You are God's work created with a purpose. So for us, for those of us who feel like you are an accident, I am here today to tell you that to God, you are not an accident. To those of you who are not working hard on your status, because you have been told, Hakuna Kazi Uko I am here to tell you that there is something that God created for you to do. There is an assignment. There is some work for you. I am an employer. And I can tell you in Nairobi, there is still work. Kuna watu bado tunatabuta wakufanya kazi. It is not a question of you. I can define the opportunity that God created you for. Praise the Lord. You feel you are not an accident. And the fact that you have observed your brothers who finished ahead of you, wakonyubani hakuna kitu wanafanya, and what be your sisters, you, you can almost call them failures. Let me tell you, that does not mean God does not have a purpose for you. God has a purpose for you. You just need to ask for God, what purpose do you want me to fulfill in life? We only discover our purpose when we follow Jesus because He is the one who makes us. Praise the Lord. In other words, if you try to do it on your own, you will never succeed. But if you give yourself to God, He has the ability to make you what He wants you to be. I like telling people this when God was creating fish, 
He ordered the water and he told the water, let the water bring forth all manner of animals. And that is where we get the fish, the whales, and everything you can think about. And today, if you separate a fish in the water, it will die. When God wanted to create the plants, and all manner of vegetation that we know, he did not order the water, he looked at the soil, and he said, in the soil, bring forth all manner of plants and vegetation. Today, he separated a plant with the soil, it will die. When God wanted to create man, he looked at himself. He looked at the soil, it was not enough. He looked at the water, it was not enough. Let me create man in my own image. Let us make man in our own image. And let me tell you that you can only discover your purpose in life if you are one with God. Because your source is God. Your source is not things out there. Your source is God. Your profitability, your fruitfulness or productivity in life is attached to what God can do. Because from God we came and to God we shall return. There is none of us who is an accident. There is something for each and every one of us that God has prepared us to do. Let me go to the other Now that we have been called to serve God, how does God want, want us to serve Him? I like telling people that God's work must be done God's way. For you to do God's work, you must do it His way, not your way, not the way you think. And that is why there is need for us to separate ourselves. We all know that God is holy. And we cannot serve God when we are unholy. We cannot serve God when we are still in sin. And all my brothers who do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you cannot serve God when you have no fellowship to the end. You must come to Him so that He can make you. That is why the Bible says that we must separate ourselves if we are to serve Him. We cannot serve God the way we want. God has set rules and ways that He expects us to serve Him. He is a holy God and only people that are holy can serve Him. We must separate ourselves from beings that may hinder us from serving God the way we want. Remember what the Word of God says? That our God is a consuming fire. Do you remember a gentleman in the Bible who used to be called Aaron? Aaron was the high priest. There was, he was the brother to Moses. And one day he says, God, that because our dad is the high priest, we can serve God the way we want. There were two sons. There was one who was called Nada, there was another one who was called Abihu. So what did they what, what did they go to do? They went to offer what this Bible calls a holy fire. You know how it happens? For you to put fire in the altar where they used to sacrifice and to burn ships, you could only get that fire from the altar itself. If you got it from elsewhere, that was a holy fire. Now these guys decided they could get fire outside there to come and offer in the altar of God. When they did that, let me tell you what happened. Fire broke forth and consumed the both of them. It was difficult. And of course, it was difficult for the father. And God had to tell Aaron, let them know that they cannot serve me the way they want. I am a holy God. I have to be served. My work 
must be done my way. I know we are serving God. And I know we have that desire to be of service and to be used of God. But my brothers, let me remind you that we cannot serve God the way we want. We have to serve God the way we want. We cannot afford to bring strange fire into the presence of God. There is need for us to separate ourselves from anything that hinders us from serving God the way that He wants to be served. I like what the scripture says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 16 to 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 16 to 18. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. We must separate ourselves. We want God to be our Father. God is a holy God. We must be holy servants. If there is something that messes us, that spoils us, we need to be aware of it. And we need to get rid of it. I don't know what habits pollute you. Even as you go to church right now, maybe God is telling you there is this thing that you do. It is not right. God is calling on us today to separate ourselves. Maybe it is that friend you cannot wait to see them when you go on holiday. That friend, and you know the Holy Spirit is telling you, this is not mine. I am here, my brothers, to tell you, God is calling us to set ourselves apart. We must separate ourselves. We cannot serve God our way. We cannot really serve God this way. We must be faithful in service. Praise the Lord. Amen? Yeah, so we, can, we, we are living at a time when people no longer fear God. They want to do anything they want. I want to ask you, my friends, that no matter what is happening, we must endeavor to serve God God's way. I also like telling people, there are many things that are happening today. And unfortunately, you may not know some whether they are of God or not. But I always advise people on things of God. Get quiet. Don't talk about it. It's going to the prophet Brani, and people are talking on manner of things about him. Don't speak about what you don't understand. Because you cannot understand everything about God. But the most important thing is separate yourself. What is happening to other brothers or sisters that is up to them? Separate yourself. And your salvation is not dependent on what others are doing. God, why you accusing me of this and so and so is doing it? No. You have been called as a pastor, and God will walk with you in life as a pastor. Praise the Lord. Yes, my right point. Don't be side trunks. Don't be side trunks. I thank God because of the brother who was uh, doing the devotion here. Because actually he spoke with the scripture that I had in mind. There are so many things that can side track us. You know. It is possible for you to start a journey from Nakoru to Mombasa. And let me tell you, it's a wrong journey. Then when you reach a point called Jitwande, you see an elephant. And you have never seen an elephant. That's a nice especially if you're driving a personal car. 
you go get a boat from Boston and you start chasing the elephant. When you are chasing the elephant, then a line of bags up. You forget about the elephant, now you are chasing the line of bags. That is what we call big side drops. This is my goal. I came to none more boys because I want to study. And my goal is to go to the university. That is goal number one. Everything else, allow me to tell you, it is uh, what we call, it, it's something to say, track you. It is something that, that, that is meant to remove you from the goals. Friends are good, but your goal in coming to Nalmoru is not friendship. Your goal in coming to this school is to study. That is your goal. That is your focus. Anything else that takes place is a sideshow. It sidetracks you from your main goal. In the Christian way, in our Christian service, we must make sure that we are not sidetracked. There are so many things that can remove us from lying. And we start chasing elephants and lions, we forget about our goal of where we are going. The scripture says in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 3 to 7. 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 3 to 7. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one studying as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, Anyone who competes as an team does not receive the biggest crown except by competing according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Receive the reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. We should not decide the trust. In simple words, it is said that if you are a soldier, who has been called to serve your country. Forget who is voting who. Forget who is in voting parliament. Concentrate on what you are doing. If you are on a team, learning a list, then whether you, okay, there are lists that are going on in a country that is called Qatar. And yesterday, uh, I don't know whether you managed, I don't know whether the school has that facility where you watch and uh, the, the lists that are going on. And we have a Kenyan who was participating in the 5,000. I think it called. Mind me, Hannah? No, 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 it's, it's okay. I, I, I don't remember the name. And uh, she was there, she was the one who won that 5,000. And uh, there was so many things that were happening. Actually, I remember the TV show with one of the ladies who spoke in us through another. Then there are people who looked to see what is happening. And unfortunately, those guys never won. The person who won is the person who set their eyes. On the goal. God has enlisted you for service. Are you going to allow other things to deny you the price? Are you going to be sidetracked into other things? Are you going to be sidetracked by which brother is saying what? By what sister is saying what? Are you going to be sidetracked by the issues of governments? Eh? By the issues of whatever is happening in your family? Let your eyes be on the prize. And that is what our brother said. Because the scriptures emphasizes on the need of life the race with endurance. Looking unto Jesus. That is what our brother told us. Looking unto Jesus. You are not be told to look at your pastor. Don't even look at what is happening elsewhere. 
looking unto Jesus, who is the hour and the finisher of our faith. That is in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. And our brother led that scripture for us. Don't be sidetracked by the drama that is happening out there. Focus on the goal. Focus on Jesus. In your service, don't allow anything to deflect your attention. Look unto Jesus who started your way. Don't look at others. For men will fail, but God will not fail. Bishops fail, pastors fail. Our parents, as, as, as much as we love them, they fail. Our good brothers or sisters also fail, but God never fails. And the scripture says that we have so many clouds of witnesses who surround us as a testimony that they did it, they finished, so you can finish. There are people who made it in the worst of circumstances, so you can also make it. We have no excuse not to finish our service spirit because God is with us. Moses is an excellent example. If you read Hebrews chapter, the whole of chapter 11, he talks of how he forsook the glories of Egypt. He endured the shape and the content. Can you imagine he left the palace to go and save the village, to go and be treated as a slave with the others because he looked at the price. That is what the Bible says. What is your price? What are you looking at? Are you only looking at life under the sun? Do you just think of how you can live the more boys? You go to the university, you get a good job, and that's all. There's so many hard things out there. And let me tell you that the things that many times you think can satisfy, they don't satisfy. Money don't satisfy. Let me tell you that as a fact. Sex does not satisfy. I don't like to tell you about this momentary. Five minutes of pressure, but a lifetime of regret. I don't like to tell you. Power, eh? that is forcing people fight out there. The moment you are out of place, nobody will remember you. Set your eyes on the board. That my desire is to honor God in my life. Then after this life, I'm so sure I can spare eternity with Him. And I know God will take care of the details. Set your eyes on the price. Let God handle whatever details happen in between. I like what Paul says in the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. Philippians 3, 7 and 8. He says that whatever were against me, I now consider Lord for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing world of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. What can you count loss in your life for the sake of Christ? He's talking about faithful service. What can you come across like Paul for the sake of Christ? He was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. He had a high standard. He was respected. But he knew at the end of his life, this will mean nothing. This will mean nothing. At the end of his life, this will mean nothing. He focused on the goal. Preaching God. Doing whatever God requires of his life. He considered everything else. He considered girlfriends. Garbage. For the sake of Christ. Yes, great money. Garbage for the sake of Christ. Money from corruption. Garbage for the sake of Christ. He considered everything lost. 
I know my brother who got money illegally. And unfortunately, right now, there is a case that is going to the court. He's staring pretty many years in jail. Why? Because he got sent trapped. He looked at garbage instead of looking at the price. There are so many sweet things that the devil will bring your way. I'm here to encourage you. Let your eyes move forward. Be faithful in your service. Stand for God. Fight for God. And let God fight for you. And let me tell you that you're going to finish your service well. You're going to finish your list well. Paul counted all things as garbage for the sake of Christ. These people refuse to decide to try. By attracting things that this world offers, they counted them as nothing. God is looking for people who will not decide to trust in their service because they have their eyes set on the price. Yes, there are girlfriends looking to say track us over the holidays. There are friends who don't believe what we believe. We have positions at home, we have music and other things that are waiting to say track us when we close God. Let me tell you, let's set our eyes on the goals. As a Christian, you cannot do it if you don't read the word of God, if you don't pray, and if you don't fellowship. And those are the things that you need to focus on. Focus when you finish. Go ahead and focus on those things. Oh my God, if you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, go ahead and focus on these things. Don't allow yourself to decide trust. Let your eyes look on the price. So what are you willing to come close today, like Moses or Paul, for the sake? Of Christ in your service to Him. Yes, I'm almost finishing. And here I want to encourage you. My last point to you is remain true no matter the cost. I don't belong to that group that tells you that when you give your life to Christ, life will be easy. Sometimes things can be hard. But I'm here to tell you that even if you pass through the valley of the shadow of death, you will never be alone. There is a God who stands with those who stand for Him. There is a God who gives Himself for those that stand with Him. My son was in Form 1. Last year, I had taken him for treatment in India. I remember he went through a very long operation. He had a condition that he needed operation. Several hours of operation. I still remember being in that hospital in India with him. I don't think I would have made it were it not for God who was with me. I remember when the doctors started operating on him. Two hours into the operation, they called us and they told us, unfortunately, the machines that we are using, they have refused to work on your side. So, we don't know what to do. So, you start two chances. One of the chances is that you're going to lose it because he may die. The other one is that in the need is about He's going to be on wheelchair for life. You can imagine this is a foreign country. I was just there with my wife. And this is a son that we love. I still remember I prayed. I told God, God, since the time I gave my life to you as a hope to, you have never left me. And you even gave me this son. Please come through for us. I don't know where Alice came from. But I looked at that doctor and I told him, Doctor, I don't care what you are saying, just go and operate, everything will be okay. They told are you sure? They told them yes. They give us some forms to bear. And they're not going to hold them responsible. 
And then we held hands with my wife. Then we prayed, we prayed. Waited 12 hours from 7 in the morning. It was coming out almost 8 in the evening. I remember when we came, we came out from the theater. The doctor looked at me and told me, I don't understand. There is something strange about you because when you told us to go, we went back. And out of nowhere, the machines that had refused to work started to work. And they were able to operate on our son successfully. Right now, he is not on wheelchair. He is okay. He is in form one. Praise the Lord. Because of the God that we trust. There are challenges that will come across in life. But you will never be alone. You have a fallback. You can cry to God and tell God, God, come here for me. Help me in this one. Because God is faithful. I like what the scripture says in the book of um, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 11. I am coming soon. Hold on what you have so that nobody, no one will take your glove. Friends, no matter what happens, they may draw to your service. It's one thing to get started. It's another thing to finish and finish well. I would wish to tell you that your service will be easy. But the truth is that there will be obstacles and challenges that will stand on your back. We all know a guy called Nehemiah building over the wall. There will be opposition. And I'm here to tell you there will be opposition in your life. But God expects you to stand even the opposition. I wish I can tell you it's going to be easy, but like Moses, you're going to face frustrations that even denied him a chance to enter the promised land. But let me tell you, God still expects you to stand strong, even in frustration. Things may not go the way you want, but God is still going to be together with you. Like our Lord, whom I have mentioned, who lost his hands while he served, or like Ezekiel. You know, Ezekiel was one of the prophets and God calls to him and never said that Ezekiel, I'm going to take away your wife. And he's one guy. Let me tell you something. God still expects you to remain faithful. If God takes something that you love, it is because he has something far much better for you. Trust God. The scriptures in the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6 says that trust the Lord and in verse 6 with the whole of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. It is not everything that God will do in your life that you understand. But trust Him. Trust Him. Walk with Him. Walk with Him. You will never walk alone. You will never walk blindly when you place your trust and your confidence completely in the Lord Jesus. Like Jeremiah or Noah, Samuel, and no one believed in them. Noah preached for 120 years, not even a single one but. Not even a single cover. Nobody had that there. But from his wife, his son, and their wife. You may have to speak and nobody, but let me tell you, God expects you to serve faithfully. I have gone to school neighbor to preach the word of God. God has told me, go there and tell them. And sometimes you preach nobody. But let me tell you that it is not a question of being successful. My ministry is not successful if people keep their life in Christ or not. I am successful if I obey what God tells me to do. Praise the Lord. 
whether it works or not. Be faithful. Be faithful and continue to remain true to your service. Like Joseph, innocently suffering with nothing to attach to his pain. God expects you to remain true in your service to him. Whether you understand him or not. Whether you are successful or not. Whether you understand the reason behind your pain or not. Be faithful. We must take a stand like Job. I know we like the story of Job. But even with all the suffering that he went to say, even if he slays me, yet I will continue to trust in him. I will love him. I cannot go anywhere else. I can come and improve the car. I will stay here. Even if things don't go the way that I expect. You may make it to the university or not. You may get a great job of your dream or not. You may get your dreams come true or not. But I can assure you of one thing. Wherever the winds of life will take you, God, whose name is Jehovah Shammah, will be there. 